Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth, where we're exploring all sorts of business topics. Experts from around the world join me, your host, Diane Helbig, for a conversation where they share their expertise with all of you. Take what you need, when you need it. Featured on Inc.com, Forbes, and MSNBC's Your Business, this podcast is recognized as one of the best podcasts for small business, sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, Accelerate Your Business Growth has got it covered. And now on with the show. My guest today is Nancy Erickson. Nancy, the book professor, coaches professionals to become authors of high-impact nonfiction books that will establish them as experts, increase their credibility, and help attract a following. All you need is an idea to get started. Nancy's the owner of two book-related businesses, The Book Professor and Stonebrook Publishing, a nonfiction publishing house. In 2022, she was named a top 10 book coach in the U.S. by the Coach Federation. Thanks so much for being here today, Nancy. Oh, thank you, Diane. I really appreciate being on your show and talking with your listeners. Well, I am thrilled. This is, um, I love this subject of book writing. And um, the more the more business owners I meet, the more I hear say, I think I should probably write a book. But, well, and you're an author yourself, so you know yes. the value of that, right? Exactly. Exactly. They, however, um, don't even know, you know, where to start or what it's all about. I think, you know, book publishing has changed an awful lot since, uh, I don't know, 20, 30 years ago. Of course. So let's start with the why. Yeah. Why would a business owner want to write a book? Well, you know what? It's really hard to be noticed and be heard these days. There's a lot of voices out there. And one way to um, really gain some focus is by writing a book. So if you want a bigger audience, you really need a bigger platform. And we work with a lot of uh, business leaders and coaches and entrepreneurs, and they are at this point in time, really limited in who they can reach to their own circle. So when you write a book, as you mentioned in the intro, it really should do three things for you. It should establish you as an expert, increase your credibility, and help you to attract a following so you can expand your business. And, th- and that ultimately is the thing, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you say to someone who says, okay, I, I get it. I should write a book, but I'm not a writer. Well, most of people aren't, right? Because you're <laughs> you're busy doing your thing in the world and, and delivering the products and services that are in your uh, area of expertise. So when um, you really, in the, the way that we have constructed things, you don't have to be a writer to write a book. And that's because we take you through a very defined step-by-step process that takes you all the way from your idea, all the way through the the planning, the writing, the editing, and the publishing of your book. So at the end of the game, you have a professional book product 
in your hands that that you actually created and you're going to surprise yourself. You you can do more than you really think you can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can attest to that. Yeah. Um okay, but talk to me about ghostwriting. Is it a good idea? Is it not a good idea? How does that work? I don't really like ghostwriting, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> okay. Um, ghostwritten books are very flat to me. They kind of only have a storyline that they tell. And then the content is only as good as the questions that the ghostwriter asks. So um, our approach is that, I mean, you may think, oh, gosh, I would rather have somebody else write my story. You really wouldn't because, and here's why, because you have many layers to yourself and we want to bring out all of those um, elements of your life that make you who you are, that make you who the expert that you are in your field. And we approach it through, um, I guess I kind of say, we kind of tease that story out of you. And we start off with a series of foundational questions that really help you to crystallize your message. Because, you know, with everything you know in your business and life, you can't put everything in a book. So we want it to be very focused and targeted. So some of those questions are things like, you know, why are you even doing this? What's your motivation? And for most of you, it might be to expand your business and to get more, um, to gain more clients. And then we kind of dive down a little bit deeper and like, well, who's your audience specifically? You know, not everybody is going to want to be reading your book. They're not the right audience. So who is that audience? How are they going to be changed as a result of taking in your material? And there's about 12 of these questions. And so we end up distilling them down into a purpose statement for your book that says, the purpose of this book is to do this particular thing for this specific audience, period. Then that becomes your job to deliver the audience to realize the purpose of that book. And when it's focused and targeted and you allow yourself to be open to the process, your book's going to end up having a lot of layers to it. It's not going to be a flat, you should do this because I think it's a good idea kind of thing. You know, I mean, people want to be engaged with the people that they're learning from. In fact, they will, won't learn anything from you if you don't um, reveal yourself to them and let them get to know you. So that's that's why I, I really don't like ghostwriting because it really kind of skips that whole step, kind of just gives the meat and misses the personality of who you are. Wow, that's so interesting. I get it when you say that. It's like that there's no connection, really. So the information yeah. might be there, but it's not attractive to the reader. Exactly. Huh. Okay. So um, let's talk about publishing. And I guess... Uh, you know, there's a ver there's a variety of ways to get published these days. Right. Is there um does it matter who your audience is or you know the kind of book you're writing or you know what what goes into being able to figure out what the best path is? Well, let's let's maybe talk about those paths first off. First, okay. there's the traditional publishing house. There's like five of them now. Um it you you have to get an agent to pitch your book and then it may or may not be sold. 
and you you know you need to write it before you pitch it because you're not a known author and when if you get a contract if you're fortunate enough to get a contract then you're you're not going to get an advance as a first time author you need to come to them with the finished material and once you sign that contract you pretty much lose all control over what your material is you don't get to you don't have a voice in the title of the book or the cover um you know that you will work with their editor and they may want you to take out large chunks of it and switch it around and the other thing you have absolutely no control over is when or if they ever even publish it they may accept your book and say okay so this is slated to be released in may of 2029 well that's really a long way wow. You know, they, I mean, they have a backlog of things that they're publishing and they may, it may be because we've got two other books coming out that are sort of on that same topic. And then there's also the, the chance that they may kill it altogether. So I'll tell you the drawback of traditional publishing. You're doing all the work and you're not getting paid very much. You still have to market your own book. You still have to write it and and do all the work, and then they'll pay you. I don't know. It's something like you know fifteen percent, um, and your agent's fifteen percent comes out of your money. So I don't like it because of all those factors. It's yeah. you you lose control of your story, and that's no fun. Okay. On the other end. Is self-publishing. And I don't know, Diane, how did you publish your books? I had publishers for all three of my books. Good, Um, good. Yeah. Because I want to talk about self-publishing and I didn't want to offend you. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) If I had had to self-publish, I I never would. I just know. You never would have. Okay. So let's talk about what is self-publishing. Self-publishing means that you, as the business person in whatever your area of expertise, are in charge of the entire publishing process. Now, how do you know what to do? Well, you don't, right? So people give me their self-published books all the time. I'm pretty impressed. I mean, that they wrote a book. It's not easy. It takes time. But about 80% of the time in my head, I'm going, oh my gosh, please don't give this to anyone else. Because when you wanted to increase your credibility, you actually ended up trashing it by not having a professional product. So, you know, you would be in charge of hiring designers to do your cover to having editors and proofreaders and interior layout designers. And since you don't know about those things, you're probably going to skip a bunch of steps, even if you help. Um, There's also a lot of backend things in publishing that are important uh, your ISBN number, and I'm sure you've heard of that before. It's just the catalog yeah. number, the international standard book number. That is tied to your publisher, not yourself. And that is a very good thing unless you're self-published. Because if you're self-published through Amazon, it's going to be tied to Amazon and every it'll just scream self-published. And that, you know, that's a little off-putting to uh bookstores and libraries. They're not as likely to carry your book, if that's the case. The other thing is, is at the end of the book process, um, you need to register your copyright with the Library of Congress and to do that legal work to do so. And so 
many times that step gets skipped, which means that your intellectual property is not protected. So sitting in between traditional publishing and self-publishing is what we are, which is a hybrid publisher. And what a hybrid publisher is, is that you share the costs in producing your book. And then in our publishing house, Stonebrook Publishing, some hybrid publishers will pay you a a royalty on books sold. We actually have, we used to do that, but the author is so involved and I'm an author myself. So it's like, I know what's involved in pouring your heart and soul out in a book manuscript. Um, We now, um, all of the proceeds go to the author. And so what the high, what we do as a hybrid publisher is we, um, we um, start out, we do, you know, is incredible editing, professional editing. We have three proofreaders who read your book. We've got cover design artists and then a whole different team for layout design and do all those things that I mentioned that might get skipped as a self-publisher all the way through to uh, doing the legal work to register your copyright with the Library of Congress. So that's kind of your choices in a nutshell. But, you know, before you get to publishing, you need to write your book. So when um, I started Stonebrook Publishing um, in 2019, I think. No, no. I mean, 2009. I'm a decade off. (laughs) I know. And um, one of the problems was we were getting so many book manuscripts that had a seed of a really great idea, but they were so poorly written that we couldn't do anything with them. So. I took it upon myself to step back for a year and write this step by step by step by step process to that will um help just everyday people to become authors of these high impact nonfiction books. So it all starts with the writing. Okay. It all starts with the writing. So so let's go through that. What what are the elements of a, a meaningful nonfiction book. So there's the writing. Yeah, the writing. Well, it all starts with the right. You know, I just talk about the elements of the writing. Probably the most important part of your book is its structure. It has to be really defined and logical so that you as the author can express your message, but even more important, so that the reader can follow you. I mean, they don't, you know, a lot of times authors or or business people, because we work with all these business people, they'll start off and they'll think, okay, I'm going to write a book. I'm just going to start writing. So they start dumping their ideas out and it's not long before it's a tangled mess and it's harder than they think it's going to be because Mm -hmm. you don't know how to prioritize what is in your book or how to structure it. So we advocate for a method that makes it really easy for you. And so what we do is we um, help you construct um, this, what we call book maps, which is a visual representation of your book so that you're, you're actually building the structure before you write the, the draft. But um, so anyway, so kind of how that goes is there's two different types of book message. One is your personal story. And remember I was talking about, you need to be really present in your book so that your readers get to know you. So we tell your, help you tell you, you're telling it, but we help you to write your personal story in a way that shows the readers about, 
okay, I wasn't always this expert in this field. Here's what happened before and here's where I am now. And that gives you um, some credibility about what you've established in yourself and your business in order to be able to help be helping them now. The most important book map is the one that pertains to your chapters. And we always want to look at at it from the point of view of the reader. What do they need? What are they looking for? So we construct your chapters in problem solution sets. We have an exercise for you where you name all the problems that you're or issues or obstacles or shortcomings that your reader might be experiencing that you help solve. So you name all your problems and then you name out what the solutions to those problems. And then through a very story-driven format, you present your solutions to the reader. So it's full of stories that you're going to tell that are going to lead them to solve their own problems in the way that you have defined. Welcome change agents to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission, that through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts. Hey friends, this is Jim Knight, former 21-year Hard Rock executive turned best-selling author and top 10 keynote speaker. And I'm Brant Menzwar, former frontman of Hollywood's most dangerous band turned top 10 motivational speaker and best-selling author. We host the how-to podcast, Thoughts That Rock, where we talk to rock stars, athletes, CEOs, astronauts, and even next-door neighbors who share their expertise and opinions. Together, we tackle the most interesting and challenging topics of today. Whether you want to learn how to become more confident, how to deal with anxiety at work, or how to write a hit song, or use Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in life, we've got hundreds of episodes to help amp up your life and move you forward. Subscribe to Thoughts That Rock wherever you listen to podcasts, and check out evergreenpodcast.com for more information. That is so interesting. I've seen books, like mine are not written that way, but I've, <clears throat> excuse me, I've seen books that, that are written that way. And it feels like it's easier for the reader to see themselves in that story. Is, is yeah, that right? Exactly. And so what, what are chapters anyway? They're containers of information, yeah. of like information, just like a paragraph. It's a container of one piece of information. Chapters are a piece of a container for that topic. So here's the thing, Diane, that our clients really love is that if you fast forward to the end when the book is produced, you have all of these topics and you can take the material out of every chapter of your book and repurpose that for other revenue producing products. 
So we already know that everyone's not going to read a book, but you don't want to leave that audience out of your influence. So if you can take your chapters out and meet the audience where they're already engaging, whether it's through podcasts or you can do um, keynote speeches or seminars or workshops or um, online courses or video training, that book becomes the launch pad through which you can really spread your message and across multiple venues. I see. Okay. Let's talk about the cost of publishing cost and time. What, you know, like average or, you know, yeah, I I can, I can relate it to what we offer. So most of our people come to us and they write the book and we publish it for them. Um, We work, uh, in one way we work is through group masterminds, through writing the book. That's the, our most popular way. So um, to go through that uh, process, it's like $375 a month for 12 months. And then you've got the publishing side, which is 7800 So all in, if you're going through the group mastermind, all in, you know, idea to published is about Twelve to $15,000. Um, we also work with people. I work with people on a one-to-one basis where we are just the two of us working together and teasing out this material and writing it all in for that. It's about sixteen to $20,000 to the finished product. And I'll, you know, and that's a cost. That's an investment that our clients need to justify. And right. so, you know, many of them are are coaching and have high end, you know, programs and stuff. And so they just kind of think, okay, I need to get one new client from this to justify that, or I need to get three new clients, or I need to get two speaking engagements that will cover this. You know, there's it's it's a business decision. Um, some other people don't say they. <laughs> this is the funny part. Some other people say they don't care. I don't care if it just helps one person. That'll be great. I, nobody feels that way once their book is published. You know, <laughs> well, it's a grit and a grind. You got to get through yeah. it, and, and yeah. it, you know that. Yeah. And um, you know, writers write to be read. You know, we want to be heard, and so um, you know that the justification usually comes through. What kind of influence can I have as a result of having this product? All right. So, so yeah. So anyone who's going to write a book really has to think about the investment of time and money against what it's really going to do for their business. Cause, cause yeah. it's a commitment. Or do for them, you know, I mean, yeah. some of our clients really want to use it because um, I, I just talk about financial planners, for example, they're answering the same questions over and over and over again. Yeah. And they like to have this professional and pub- published by a publishing house, not my kid did the cover and all that kind of stuff. It's just a, a stellar piece. Um, and the other thing that is, you know, they have it because they don't want to keep answering these questions. And it does give you instant credibility. I got to tell you what, when you hand someone a beautiful book with your name on the cover and your picture on the back, and it's not, you know, self-published, they will have a new regard for you. Um, the other thing is, is that I what I would love to talk about, and this has worked for financial planners, is that 
They write a series of books. So remember when I was talking about the problem solution sets, the problems and solutions for their clients are very similar, whether they're retirees or, you know, people with, you know, midlife families and are just starting out, you know, as a new, um, newly minted adult, I guess I should say. (laughs) So they can use the core content from their book, just change the stories that pertain to that audience. And they can have financial planning for retirees, financial planning for, you know, families. It's like the chicken soup for the soul thing. Right. The initial work goes really into that first volume. And after that, you just kind of switch out the stories and you have that same core competency that you are demonstrating across multiple audiences. All right. So, but that leads me to another question about how, what, what is the shortest a book can be to get published? Oh, wow. That, that I really love that you asked me that because, you know, people are thinking, oh, I got to have 250 pages or whatever. Here's my standard answer. Your book should not be one word longer than it needs to be. You don't want to pad it with meaningless stuff. You want to tell, say what you have to say and get out. You know, we do have shorter attention spans, but shorter writing is better writing. And the best writing is when the reader doesn't realize they're even reading. They're just moving through the material. So as we go through the process of helping you write your book, when we get to the part where you're self-editing, we take you through some very specific exercises that help you just to kind of shrink wrap your book and getting all the passive language out and all that kind of stuff so that we make it shorter because it's more direct and more focused. I think that is so great. I, um, I can't, so I read a lot of books uh, because of the podcast, you know, people are sending me of their course. books. Of course. Oh time. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so many of them just are so repetitive. And all I can think is, boy, you had to fill those pages, didn't you? I know. And it's, you know, it's a disrespect of the reader's time. We all are, make very specific choices about how we spend our time. And when they choose to spend their time with you in what you've written, you need to honor that time. And so that kind of also goes back to what I said about those chapters. We deal with specific issues in each chapter. And then you don't talk about it again. You work with another issue and then another and another. And probably for a lot of writers, if they don't have some guidance, they have a hard time ending the book. And so we have some pretty, you know, and and that's, you know, when you're writing about, especially we have another category of writers that I call overcomers, where they have been through something and they've survived something and they've you know, overcome something. And now they want to be that message of hope and help to others. They often have a trouble ending their book because they're like, Mm -hmm. okay, my life is still going on. What do I, how do I put a stake in this? And so we have some really strong instruction for how to end a story that continues on. And um, business writers need that too. You know, we, you know, we don't want to ramble like I'm doing right now. <laughs> you are not. <laughs> I totally agree with you. And it is hard. It It is. It, it's uh, like for business books, I know for me, it's did I say everything? Because I'm a succinct thinker. So 
you know, my books tend to be shorter because mm-hmm. um, I do get to the point, but then I think, okay, but did I put everything in here? Right. Yeah. Is, leaving anything out that I want to make sure people are hearing. Well, I think that's what that structure um, mm-hmm. give, can get where that can give you comfort. And what you've done is you've prioritized what's going to be in your book. And, and you don't have to wonder, you know, you may have other books in you. I mean, many of our authors come back to us and we're doing third and fourth books because sure. they had something to say about something else. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I find that absolutely to be true though. Like it takes a while to people will say to me, so when do you write your next book? I'm like, you know, I need a break. <laughs> I just, Oh yeah. Yeah. If you're not going to be a full-time writer, you, you kind of have to do your job, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Which is what's so good about our program through the book, Professor Diane, because it's it takes a year, but it's chunked in these little bite-sized pieces yeah. that really busy professionals can get it done. It's still going to be, it's still a big commitment. It takes your mind share. It's the kind of thing yeah. where you kind of, you have to commit and then you have to decide, okay, this is my big project for the next year. So I'm not going to take on any other, you know, I'm not going to, you know, restructure my business during this time, or, you know, I'm not going to take on anything else, you know, if I don't have to, because I really want to focus and give this dedicated time to this important um, material that I'm developing. You know, let's talk a little bit about dedicated time. Um to marketing it once it's been published. Mm-hmm. What are are there methods that you find to be better than others? I mean, because that's a whole other aspect of this. I think people don't realize. Yes, books don't write themselves, and books don't market themselves. Yeah. So, as professionals, we actually suggest that you market you, and your book is part of what you have to offer. One of the ways, um, now we, we do not do book marketing. And I, I always tell people that up front because we're on the creation piece and that's way different than marketing. Yeah. Um, I'm really deeply connected in the publishing world. We have ex- excellent partners who can take you through the marketing piece from anything as um, brief as doing an Amazon campaign to be a bestseller to actually having a publicist who is you know marketing you. But you know what, Diane, one of, and what we are, um, the, and this is how I found you as we got, you know, connected on this service called Podmatch yeah. is being a podcast guest is yeah. an outstanding way for you to market yourself yeah. and therefore your book. And that that's something that doesn't, it doesn't cost you anything. You know, you just yeah. have a very collaborative relationship with the podcast host where you promote each other. And uh, that works in a lot of cases. One, the thing about marketing is that the whole point of marketing is getting out of your own circle. I mean, you're going to market to the people that you know and to your current clients and your sphere of influence, but you want to reach people outside of that, people you don't know. And that's why um, I love, um, you know, what we're doing here, Diane, is, yeah. is collaborating through podcasts. You may want to start your own podcast as a result of writing your book, which is another way uh, that you can repurpose that material. 
Oh, yeah, that's a good point, too. It, it is. I mean, I am finding um, that being a guest is uh, on podcasts anymore is really one of the best ways to not only get your message out there to a different audience, but connect with people who you wouldn't have necessarily connected with otherwise. I know. And, and that's so great because it's like I yeah. make friends, you right. know, people. And I just like people and I like getting out of my own head and out of my yeah. own little circle. So we we live in such an amazing time where technology can be such a friend to us. It can also be a slave driver if you're, you know, you got to, you have to manage it. But, you know, how else? I mean, I have clients all over the world because we're able to connect on video conferencing and such. So I don't know. I think we're really lucky. And, um, you know, it it just, I, I like connecting. And I think that your listeners probably want to connect with people that they don't know yet as well. Yeah, absolutely. And whether they realize it or not, you and I know that they want to be doing that. Yeah. You know, it's like, I hate networking. I hate that word. I hate going into a room full of people and people, you know, pushing their cards at you. I like making friends. You know, I like doing things like on a one-on-one basis and getting to have a conversation like this. And um, anyway, it, it enriches my life for sure. Absolutely. And quite frankly, if more people networked the way you just described, it would be so much better. And um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, meaningful is not the word I'm looking for. I'm looking for- uh, more fulfilling. It's more fulfilling and it's more impactful. Right, right. Right? The thing I like, it's like, I like thinking, okay, you might not want to write a book, but how can I help you? You know, what can I do? Because I, you know, you know people that can help in different situations and- and such. And like the reason I wanted to be a guest on your podcast, because I know that your listeners are the kind of audience who maybe have thought about writing a book. And here's kind of three little triggers, you know, that I tell people is that if you don't know if you should, it's like, well, has anybody ever told you you should write a book? You know, did you start writing and get tangled up and need some help straightening that out? And, you know, have you ever thought about writing a book? And you don't have to think, well, I haven't had this grand splashy life. Nobody really wants to hear about that anyway. You know? <laughs> we want to know what is your corner of, of expertise? Where are you a subject matter expert? And how can you get that out of yourself and out into the world across multiple venues so that you can have the greatest impact as a human being with your particular expertise. Yeah. Yeah. I'm totally down with that. That is exactly. And, and it's so fulfilling, you know, just, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's so great. Nancy, I really appreciate this information. I think it's beyond valuable for the listeners. Just it, it provides so much clarity around this whole subject. Thank you so much for joining me and sharing that. Well, Diane, you know, I love just talking to people about their book ideas. So, you know, if anyone in your listening audience is just wants to throw some ideas around or think they might want to, you know, get started, all they need to do is go to my website. It's thebookprofessor.com. 
And across the top, there's a link that just says schedule a call with Nancy. And there's no obligation. It's a half hour call. We get to see each other and make friends (laughs) and stuff. (laughs) But it's again, it's thebookprofessor.com. Well, I'm so glad you did. I was just going to ask. So that is so great that that you are sharing that. And I'll make sure it's in the show notes as well. So cool. again, thank you for, for being here. And listeners, thank you. You are who we're doing this for. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Discover more episodes of this podcast and explore others at evergreenpodcast.com. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And if you're looking to get your sales strategy headed in the right direction, pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast, Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.